in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, I know I say it a lot, but I really mean it this time. We've got another first on the No Outlet Podcast. I am a huge fan uh, of of the company uh, and the representative that we're talking to tonight. We are in the middle of... Uh, of a great reawakening for one of the most beautiful, useful, and malign plants in the history of the planet. I'm talking, of course, about the cannabis plant. And our guest tonight uh, has one of the coolest companies I've seen in a while. It combines uh, many facets of how best to enjoy the plant, art, music, friends, even skateboarding. And they're even getting into NFTs and some other stuff. So I I think a company like this is so forward-thinking. I had to get them on the show uh, so please give a warm no outlet welcome to Jason McHugh from Califari. Right on. Thanks very much, man. You're very welcome. Did I did I say that right, Califari? Yeah, yeah. So I mean the you know, it's like one of those apricot versus apricot questions. Okay. You know, cool. you can say Califari or Califari, like Rastafari or surfing safari. I love it. So yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. All right. So we are going to play a game called 20 questions and 20 questions always starts the exact same place. And that's with question number one. Question number one, what are your thoughts on karma? Um, You know, I prefer good karma, really. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I prefer good karma over um, heavy dogma. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much my main feeling. Um, and you know, try to generate good positive karma, um, you know, as much as possible, really dig it. I'm with that. Um, so tell the good people here, we've got a, a live studio audience and some folks listening. Um, and, and tell the good people that are listening here, uh, all about Califari. Um, you know, what do you guys do? What do you represent? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we, um, we're, you know, basically on a mission to tell the story and discover the personality of, of cannabis through art, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, we, we started the company a long time ago, really like the, with the beginning of the company, just like the name of the company, we we're trying to, I was trying to brand my form of spirituality, which revolved somewhere between Burning Man, New Orleans Jazz Fest and Reggae on the River. Oh, I love and, it. um, and so we landed with Califari and um, and started started our original like sort of uh, logo with a bear marching with a Rasta flag, you know, sort of taking over our California flag. Um, um, so that's where we launched, um, and we very quickly um, sort of got onto our our art mission. Um, and as soon as and as soon as we sort of discovered that, that's kind of been our, our north star ever since is, um, you know, trying, trying to to do an impossible mission, which is to create art for every single possible canvas train we can, you know, and then there's ones every month, it seems like, um, you know, so, so we'll never, we'll never catch up to all of them, but, um, we're, we're having fun trying to so totally i mean you know there's a never-ending supply of new strains right it's like when i was growing up i mean i'm a little bit older than probably uh most of your customers but when i was growing up there was basically it was one type of weed and that was weed and um (laughs) you know what i mean and then and just weed in a bag and hopefully it was good (laughs) that's right exactly and then you know you got to college and 
you know, then you got better weed than other weed. And then eventually it's like I was in the hemp industry for a while. And that's when I started to like really pick up. I went to Cannabis Cup a few years over in Amsterdam and you could certainly see all the differences. And then you start seeing these microscopic pictures. And so the whole, the the naming of the strains and the strains to me is so interesting and it could warrant an entire conversation by itself. But, uh, Oh, um, for sure. It's amazing. For sure. And I, you know, and I think those cannabis cups, like that's where like you really got the first famous strains, you know, like right. I remember hearing about like the white widow, you know, was, that was always the one I hear about from like cannabis cup in the nineties, you know, and I never necessarily got any of the white widow. I'd always hear about it. You right. know? Um, and so later I eventually did, but you know, but I don't know, some of those became really legendary and really planted in my mind you know um in a big way you know yeah in fact i think i might have been because i believe that they entered white widow and the first year they entered they won and i think i was at that it was either like 93 or 4 i forget but um yeah yeah yeah. that's awesome pretty cool way back yeah way back man so yeah i had a couple friends go in the 90s but i i never got to go myself that's cool now do you do any i i looked at all your website, by the way, guys, you should go check it out. It's califari.com. It's, it's a really cool site. It, you can get lost in it. You know, I, I've got a, a long list of things I want to buy, um, for the, for the house and for the studio. Um, but I'm wondering, do you have any products currently that you're taking your art and putting it on hemp? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we have, we have a few hemp products and then we have a cannabis products in California. Right. Um, yeah, so you know, if you're in California, um, our cannabis products that are out there right now are just three SKUs, um, you know, uh, which are GMO Ghetto, which we have, we just have brand new art and and actually a whole animation that piece because it was an NFT originally, right. um, and then we um, and then we made some art for another strain called Extreme OG, which is I'd never heard of before, but um, we have some new art for that, and then um, <laughs> and then our third strain is for Green Lantern which is um, really kind of one of my personal favorite strains and, and kind of a strain that's sort of near and dear to the company um, that we've gone out with a few times from our friends um, up in the Emerald Triangle at Lantern yeah. Farms. Um, and somebody I played Little League Baseball with back in the day. And no way. a farmer, and I don't know, they created this epic strain uh, that has an interesting backstory to it, but then went on to win an emerald cup um for best sun grown um a few years back and so cool. it's won in a couple of awards so anyway we're, we're we're very excited about that strain in particular um and we're just in the process of getting a facility open in santa rosa and we'll be getting our pre-rolls going again we we definitely have a great line of pre-rolls and so we'll be yeah. getting those again and 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 more more flower skews coming in in the spring. Um, but on the hemp side, uh, you know, we, um, have four tinctures right now that I love and it's sort of a new product for us. Um, and not necessarily one we've been known for. I've, I've always been like a cannabis lover and enthusiast. And, um, we have this, I got turned on to this, this, um, this hemp, um, hemp scientist, we'll call him, you know, yep, from Colorado, yep. we're making these epic tinctures and, um, I discovered this tincture he makes and we kind of tweaked it to, um, for it to work with our Northern Lights um, branding. So we use actually Northern Lights cannabis terpenes with hemp um, CBs, um, with wow. CBG, a CBD, CBG, CBN blend with a teeny bit of Delta 8. And it 
it basically kind of cured what I call my old man sleep issues, you know, um, yeah. where um, I take like, you know, um, a dropper of it before bed every night and I just I get a higher quality sleep. Um, and that's just been a huge game changer to me, um, wow. especially if I've got kids now. And so, you know, sleep is precious because um, you're getting up early, whether you like it or not, you know? Um, and so um, anyway, so that's been a game changer for me and, and uh, personally. And so, um, so we brought four of these tinctures to life. One's a, like a CBD, CBG that's um, with sour diesel terpenes. So we're using our sour diesel um, packaging. Sure. Um, another one is for creativity and focus. And um, we use Mac one art for that and Mac one terpenes mixed with, um, that's a, a CBD and a CBG mix um, with a little bit of Delta eight. Um, then we have a blueberry, CBD, CBG, CBN mixed with blueberry terpenes, which is called our kind of afternoon chill formula. And that sure. also has a little bit of Delta 8 <laughs> and Northern Lights. And again, I just, I love these hemp products. They're new for us. They don't, they're not widely out, but we're just starting to kind of get those going now. Um, and so cool. they're, they're legal in 35 markets, 34 markets. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be Something 50. Like that. We'll get there. <laughs> Well, well, it was it was fifty, and then Delta Eight came around, and it got you know banned in a lot of places. And and you know, I got and and our products, they're not like heavy Delta Eight products. They yeah. have the legal limit in them, you know. And and but it but that addition, you know, it it definitely does the entourage effect. Um, and and I would you know if you're a heavy cannabis smoker, they're not going to get you high, you know. But right. they're gonna. But it's it's really a it's a more subtle wellness thing um yeah. that um that i'm just a big fan of now so um yeah so anyway we're also going to be we're also going to be with the same um uh scientists we're collaborating with on a line of gummies and the gummies are going to also have some extra nutraceuticals in them um like melatonin um, or some like beets and vitamins will be there's going to be like a daytime some daytime gummies and some nighttime gummies that um and I'm just really excited about these these blends and the different things you can do creatively. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and working with flavors in our packaging too uh, is 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 also kind of kind of fun and and tailoring the the product to you know to mirror a strain um, for at least on the on the hemp side and and we're also and being able to combine that little bit of cannabis terpenes um, yeah. and create a product that's still legal. Um, is just uh, it's fun, and yeah. I'm excited about it. It so. sounds super fun. It sounds like the 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 best and most fun science project ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, look, there's a lot of fun science projects out there, but this this is definitely one. So, and I don't mind. I don't mind being a human guinea pig either. So. There you go. There you go. Well, it works out. It works out. So, yeah, we, I like our our yeah. general mantra for our company, and just in general, is that. You know, we sort of make things for ourselves first, you know. I mean, that's why our pre-rolls in California are, are good because we we have to smoke those ourselves. You know, right. we don't want to fucking bomb ourselves out with goofy, you know, uh, you know, not pure bud pre-rolls. So our, our, that's, that's definitely something we pride ourselves on. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah. when you're when you're coming up when I when I see all the different, you know, uh, strains and the and the artwork that represent the strains. How much of that, because you've got like a network of, of obviously very talented artists. And yeah. let's say that there's, you know, a new piece, a new strain that you want to do a piece for. 
How much input do you get from the growers of the strain when you're working with the artist, or do you kind of leave it up to the artist to do their own interpretation of what a picture for a strain should look like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't usually confer with the grower or breeder for for these. I'll definitely say that. Like that's maybe happened. I don't know. I don't think I ever. I don't think I've even ever done that. Even with Green Lantern. In fact, with Green Lantern, they had they had some strain art, and actually, I like their strain art. But um, but I definitely had a vision for that one, and so um, so yeah. So the way we work creatively is um, I sort of I'm like the creative quarterback, um, and I create vision boards for every piece that um that we we do, um, and then I basically once I have the little vision board created for the strain then i i look for the best artist that can realize that vision you know and um you know so um so our network's ever expanding i'm always you know there's definitely artists i'm always going back to in our network some i only get a chance to work with once or twice depending on you know like we had we were lucky enough to get ron english to do a couple pieces for us in the early times and you know i'll be hard pressed to get him now um he's one of the more famous artists in our group um and that's another thing too is like we 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 have some really established um artists and we Mm -hmm. always are looking for like up-and-comers as well too that you know we've you know our cherry design was done uh this we found this girl online and she just had this perfect piece that we could sort of sort of take as a base and let her run with a little bit further to create our, our cherry piece and she was just out of art school from um from brazil uh wow. so that was kind of awesome just to give her a break she was thrilled for that so there's been a couple of couple of times where we've given people their first gig um but again but then uh, you know we, then a lot of a lot of these guys and gals are are hardworking artists the first ones we found were gig artists that did uh, poster art for big bands sure um and so that was sort of our entry and now it's sort of kind of gone beyond just that um right yeah they kind of have that uh you know i'm a huge fan of uh old like concert art you know what i mean like from the Fillmore Mm -hmm. or wherever oh yeah and and a lot of a lot of your pieces have (laughs) Uh, you know, kind of a, a flair that remind me of like there's a huge event happening, and it's it's got a it's got a majestic <laughs> quality to it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, like so, I, like so the the sort of like the basis concept for for the art line in general is is um is I tell people it's um, a Fillmore poster crashing into a classic uh, vintage fruit crate from yesteryear. Nice. You know, and so <laughs> and so um. If you look at like, you know, vintage fruit crates, there's just this, it shows this long history of, you know, how produce was packaged um, and taken to market. And so right. I kind of, I tap into that lineage um, just because we're dealing with plants and, and plant varietals and strains, yeah. you know, that's, that's where the original art for that is created. And, you know, with if you, so I, I've definitely like done deep dives on, on all, you know, apples and oranges and, and all the, all the packaging for, for, for the history of um, California farming. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then on the other side, you know, I've grown up going to concerts. I consider myself a festival whore and been to, you know, <laughs> uh, I've worked, I've worked in music, uh, you know, I've toured, I've done music touring with the band Primus and sure. 
<laughs> my first business was selling t-shirts in Grateful Dead parking lots in the 80s and wow. and then um and then the biggest influence really you know my parents were both artists and they had a a psychedelic poster company in the late 60s and early 70s that also had an art artist collective um and they were of course all inspired by LSD at the time yep. you know that company is called East Totem West and um you know they they put out a lot of a lot of incredible art and that you know that's that's sort of the that was the background for my childhood so it's sort of that's cool out. yeah now yeah <clears throat> that's really cool yeah i had a company i had a hemp company called lost harvest and some of our original artwork was kind of we were trying to do the same thing like that old produce because they they put some mm-hmm. care i mean not not so much anymore but back in the day they put some care into the way that they would label you know the produce mm-hmm. boxes and stuff and i always thought that was really uh, really kind of interesting. Um, so that's really cool. You're doing the same thing. All right. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. You just called yourself uh, a concert whore, which I love that. sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like a great name for a band actually. Um, <laughs> right. what's the best concert that you've ever attended? Oh, geez. Um, well, you know, I don't know. I got, can I, can I have, can I just bust out two that came to mind? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, Grateful Dead, the Greek Theater in 1985 um, is my first best concerts. Um, that was like like my 15th or 20th out of you know a couple hundred dead shows I got to see with the late great Jerry Garcia. Sure, um, back in the day, and that again, that's why I had a little parking lot business and and you know found out I could make lots of money doing fun things that I loved. So that was important. Perfect combo. Um, <laughs> right um and then the, for whatever reason the next one that just sort of came to mind <laughs> was seeing um uh was it Bonday at Bonnaroo when Radiohead headlined but before that was um Jack White's band the Ruck on Tours and yeah. after before that were several other epic bands um and I I did like a I got to go to like the first four or five Bonnaroo's and I was able to work my way and I was able to basically kind of like they were allowed people who worked in the music industry that um even if you weren't doing a show you yep. could get on tour buses and sort of like have backstage access and and do the festival but not really work so I was lucky enough to be one of those people for a couple of years so that was perfect incredibly fun and around that time um I was working um I got another sort of dream summer job working for Lollapalooza wow uh, and Perry Farrell and Perry Farrell had this um, game called Minefield, which was a text messaging prankster game. And I basically got to produce and direct it for him um, in 2003 to 2008. Yeah. And we, I was literally like teaching kids how to text message. And um, it was all based on SMS text technology. And we would, if you were playing with us, we would text you throughout the day between sets to, kind of go on adventures, whether it be like a flash mob where you would be dancing like a ballerina with hundreds of other people in order to win prizes or searching out guerrilla theater that would be happening throughout the grounds. Like you'd have to go and find the pilgrims and ask them in the meaning of life and they would send you the look for the alien and, you know, you'd go on the sort of human scavenger hunt and you could win prizes and, and get backstage access and side of stage seats for for certain acts and wow uh, it was it was a lot of fun that's cool it's almost like a psychedelic version 
of Oregon Trail, but mixed with the ability to go see some cool music too, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were, I mean, we were just doing lots of silly stuff. And there was lots of, we did like a lot of hidden camera pranks and stuff, you know, we'd send out this beautiful model in a tie dye and she had her, her, you know, her, uh, petition that she's trying to get you to sign to pave the rainforest and she'd tell you <laughs> why it was important to be paving the rainforest because they didn't have Starbucks there yet oh my or God. and how the people needed jobs down there you guys you know, were way ahead of your time there you know that if, that, we were, if that's 2003 or 2004 or whatever yeah, I mean, that's was, way before people yeah. are doing that shit now and, and making <laughs> a, a full living out of it I know, I know. We were we were trying to spin it off into a show, but I, I, we didn't we didn't get that far. So, but we had some <laughs> we had some really good ones, you know. Yeah, we had like the fake parking cop in the in the festival parking lot who was just just fucking with people left and wow. right. So we we, we just kind of had a carte blanche to play with fans. That's um, so cool. Do you remember the Horde yeah. Festival? Oh yeah, of course. I I I don't think I actually got to it, but I mean, I, yeah, I definitely remember that festival. That was yeah, that was another big nineties jam festival. Yep. So yep, that was one of the few times that I got a chance to like we were we had a few vendors that were selling our products there, and so we ended up getting a couple backstage passes for the Portland Main Show, and I got to meet Blues Traveler and all the people that were there and and get the backstage treatment. I was just like, wow, this is interesting. Yep. It's like so uh, seductive, you know what I mean? Like that lifestyle is just so. Uh, so cool. Um, oh yeah, like easy to get sucked into. To, it. I actually saw a few Blues Traveler shows back in the day. Yeah, I love that band. All right, so let's let's talk about something that I I think uh, a lot of people are confused about, including I'm not I'm not afraid to admit it. So you guys do a lot of different things, but you're also now getting into NFTs. Can you please <laughs> once and for all explain for all the idiots out there what an <laughs> NFT is? Uh, sure, sure. So an NFT, um, it stands for non-fungible token. Yep. And what the hell is that? You know, um, so that's a, a piece of art that's essentially attached to the blockchain. So it's like, um, a, like in a sense, like a piece of cryptocurrency, um, you know, uh, once it's minted, you take, basically it turns any digital file into, um, something that is then on a blockchain and so i so what does that mean it's so it basically means that you've got it for the, for the i guess for the first time really you can own a piece of digital art and have proof of ownership so so really what an nft is is it's really sort of like a ledger um and it's akin to something called provenance and provenance is a term an art term um that basically uh, just means proof of ownership. And so if you, mm-hmm. um, so let's say, let's take the Mona Lisa, a famous piece of art, you know, um, so, you know, King Louis XIV, you know, had that commission. Actually, I don't, I don't know anything about this piece of art <laughs> backing it up, but, but so hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, um, as if, you know, one, one, one aristocrat buys the Mona Lisa and sells it to another aristocrat. And you see this list of who's owned this piece and for how much they, for how long they owned it and for, um, and for how much they bought and sold it. Um, and, and this, this kind of adds to the value of any piece of art. So now, you know, when a piece of art's for sale nowadays, it's so sweet, you know, they'll, they'll have this provenance list and, and that adds to the value of the piece. Um, um, and so essentially, um, 
an NFT is this sort of ledger and pro, you know provenance for for digital art. Oh, that's um, and really it, cool. That's that's kind of the the best way to kind of break it down. Um, and of course, that's just exploded in the last year. Um, right. You know, um, and and it's and it's just it's like a really wild west. You know, the cannabis is already a wild west just by itself, and then to add an NFT can make your brain spin for sure. So, yeah. uh, but, the, but there's really, um, so we, you know, so we kind of just dove into it and released five last year okay. on 420 and we did it as a benefit for the last prisoner project. Um, and you know, it, it, it worked out really well. We actually, we worked, um, with this company, Merida Capital, this venture capital company that they decided that we needed to do NFTs together. So we said, Hey, let's try it. And so, so we, we actually sold all five of these NFTs on 420 last year and it went great. And, wow. um, and then I was like, okay, this was great. Now I got to basically study what the, you know, I got to now study. What did I just do? NFTs. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, but in the process of just doing it, you know, that's how you learn everything, of course. Yeah. And so, um, so that, that was my learning process. Um, and also just the discovery that it, it actually, there, the, the, NFTs are their own real new art form, you know? So yeah. it's like, so that's, that's what got me kind of excited. I was like, we, our first ones were animated and they weren't really a music video, but they were more than just a GIF. Um, and so they kind of just were there kind of a new thing. <laughs> so we're, we're now, um, like, um, I'm just back from the champs trade show and, and now I got to figure out our NFT program in the next two weeks. And I pretty much have a handle on what we're about to do, but um, it's still very much a work in progress, but you can expect um, to be hearing about um, a, a brand new NFT camp. Utilize all our artwork to create a, a trading card universe. Um, and, and these are our NFTs that are going to be for sale, but they're also going to be ones that you can sort of win Um by discovering them within our packaging, sure. um, and so that's that's kind of a, a work in progress. I'm not sure when we're going to launch this, but um, but it's something that we're actively working on now. That's cool. Did you hear about that guy? There's a guy in Indonesia that was just messing around, took a bunch of selfies and turned them into NFTs, just to probably just to see like how do I do this? Like how do I make an NFT? And then he's uh-huh. just a student, a college student in Indonesia, and then ended up selling for i think over a million dollars and he's like so confused that you know he's like how did this even happen like he did it and you know there's some incredible stories like that happening you know i mean that's that's you know i mean that's probably the one in a million story because there's a lot of ones that are scams there's a lot of them that were like i see talented artists but they don't have they don't have enough of a network to get they're not as good at good good enough at promoting and then there's they don't get out. You know, they're just kind of like a lot of the artists that occur, at least two the top of my head, the artists that we worked with that I've seen their career just kick up about five notches because of NFTs. And, and, you know, it's like been the difference for several go from, you know, having to work a part-time job to be able to be a full-time artist. Yeah. So it's been empowering for a few artists. Um, and um, that's exciting, and it's, so it's cool. Then, you know, whatever we do with our NFTs, I think some of the NFT owners are going to be stoked if they win an NFT from us. And it turns out that it's by Dana Ulama, who's 
crushing it um, with her own personal ones, and maybe these will have some value that I'll shoot up too. Who knows? Sure. Um, yeah, that's so it's so cool. It's a fun extension of just um, everything we're already kind of doing, you know. So. Love it. Um, all right. So what was your first memory um, or realization, however you want to frame it, that, you know, going way back now that, you know, because when we were growing up, it sounds like we're close to the same age. Um, you know, obviously the the marijuana laws have changed drastically since then. But do you remember the first time that you were like, wow, this is so unfair that this plant is you know, illegal. Like I, I remember like thinking about it, like, wow, this is a plant and there's this governing body that's now said, no, you can't have that plant. Like, and just feeling like that is just not, that is not right. Do you remember when you first had that feeling? <laughs> um, <clears throat> probably say, uh, during my first like high school weed bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. fair, yeah, fair enough. That that'll do it. You know, that'll do it. You know, yeah. you know, after after you know, we we had we had played an away soccer game and uh we'd won and a couple of buddies of mine snuck off and took a couple of hits and for the ride home. Celebrating. Course, got busted. Celebrating was a Friday. We won the game. Right. It's time to party. <laughs> you know? And uh, anyway, yeah, so we got popped for that. And um, I don't know. So, so maybe, maybe we're around that time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, also going going to dead shows, you know, too. You know, there's a lot of, like, activism, you know, um, that you just, you know, be feeling and, and seeing, you know. Um, uh, you know, and then, I, you know, also, again, I, I had hippie parents, too. Yeah. So, um, so, you know. I mean, they weren't like out there marching on the streets or anything like that. But my dad, you know, openly smoked cannabis, you know. Um, so, um, yeah. So I don't know. So, yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, like, again, and then, and then going to the 80s, you know, and, um, you'd, you know, you'd hear about all the, the crazy, you know, helicopter raids in the Emerald Triangle. Right. And, you know, and I never experienced any of that firsthand, but I definitely got some of those stories second and third hand from friends and friends of friends. And, yeah. you know, that always just seemed super gnarly, you know, and then, uh, and then becoming friends with growers in the nineties, you know, um, yeah, then you'd hear about those stories. Totally. Frequent. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I had very similar parents, hippies, uh, you know, openly using cannabis. And, you know, the thing that kind of hit it home for me was, even I was a little bit younger than, than high school. I remember there, there used to be a dare officer, you know, just say no and all that right, stuff. Right. And I remember them coming in and I lived in a town where there probably weren't a lot of other parents that were in the same category as mine. And I remember them talking about what marijuana will do to you. And, and, and both my parents were successful and, you know, they're, they were putting food on the table and paying bills and had houses and cars and everything. And then I was, you know, it was almost like, the bullshit that they were throwing out there about what happens if you start smoking weed. I'm like, well, I know that's not true. And I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. And I'm like, so these guys are full of shit. So I just remember thinking like, you know, that, that clearly is not accurate because I live with, I live with people that are proving it to be inaccurate. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this, the the whole, the, this is your brain on drugs. That's it. Trying commercials, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we openly laughed at that stuff, you know, as we, you know, dropped acid in high school. So, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, is it like, you know, my, my, my grades maybe did slump in my sophomore year, but you know, it's, it's, we, I, 
they they bounced back junior and senior year. I think yep. it was one year of one year of you know trouble. Um, totally. But otherwise, it was like. But otherwise, it was just like we saw through all that bullshit, and it was just. It was, you know, it, um, uh, it's just ridiculous. And I, cause you know, now I have, I have kids myself, you know? And so, um, my belief is just education, 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 and is this just the best way to let people make their own decisions? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's it. Um, all right. So uh, I like to ask this question and I always pick a, a slightly different category. So Mount Rushmore, um, you know, four old white guys up there on the mountain in one of the Dakotas, I forget which one. And I always, I always envision like changing it instead of having those four presidents, you could have four, you know, of your favorite snack foods or four of your favorite, whatever. So I'm going to ask you the Mount Rushmore of stoner movies. If you could pick four of the funniest, best, most entertaining stoner movies, what would they be? Stoner movies. Okay. Um, well, definitely up in smoke, you know, you know, gotta, gotta start there. Right. Um, you know, I guess, you know, Dazed and Confused would be one. Does that count as a stoner movie? You know? Absolutely. I Absolutely. I, I love could, that music. That's a great movie. I think that's that. Those two, those two um, come, you know, come flying right off the top. Um, you know, and then after that, um, you know, I'm, then after that, I'm going to, I'm going to blank out and be pissed off later that I didn't think of something. No, um, that's okay. I'm going to give you a hint. You know, one of your pieces of art, is a great stoner movie, Pineapple Express. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you, Pineapple Express. Yeah. So that definitely, that definitely, yeah, that that is on my list for sure. I love. I actually, yeah, that's a great one. Um, so I'll put that on at number three. Uh, but I need a fourth. I'm blanking on a fourth. I mean, Fridays, of course, epic. You know, I'm going with Fridays. There you go. That works. You know. Excellent. Yeah. Now, do you guys yeah. have East Coast distribution, or are you primarily, if someone wanted to buy your products, best way is to PayPal on the website. Is that the best way to do it? Yeah. Well, so I mean, yeah, with with, with our cannabis, uh, just in California, of so course, far. Of with course. our yep. with our tinctures, you know, on our site, you know, but our strains are in all fifty states, um, of course, via poster, um, and so yeah, you can. You can buy off of our site directly. Um, we also sell a lot of stuff on Amazon. Um, oh no way! You know, so yeah, we we've got you know um, we uh, yeah all, of, all almost all our posters are on Amazon and That's so cool. Um, our lighters. We actually sell a lot of lighters via Amazon, if you can believe that. But we have these. We created these beautiful lighter five packs. Um, and they um, just become really popular. We include little postcards of each of the strain, um, and that's that's been a really hot ticket lately. Um, <laughs> so, one thing that's not on our site that I really need to put up is we're producing these twenty-four by thirty-six big jacques now. We just we just got back from uh, doing Champs Las Vegas, sure. uh, where we had a really great show and. Um, even placed our, we have a brand new line of skateboards, which we're really excited about. And we placed those at a store in Zurich, Switzerland and Mexico city. So no that's, that really stoked to have some international representation now. Um, but yeah, but, but, um, but yeah, on our site, Amazon, we have a few things on Etsy as well. Um, and so they're out there guys, go find them. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, we got, we got, one question left, um, and and that is, what is, when you're operating the best cannabis through art company on the face of the planet, and you are the creative quarterback of said company, 
what is the best music to listen to to be the most productive version of yourself you can be? <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely listen to a lot of Grateful Dead. You know, that's yep. sort of like my default. So if I put on a live Grateful Dead show off of re-listen, and then I just get to work. You sure. know, so that's that's the basic. But then, you know, I got to, I gotta, you know, there's definitely, um, I'll put in a couple, like I either put in for, for hip-hop, I either start with, too short or a digital underground and see what nice. kind of mix comes up from that. Yep. Um, but you know, like once in a while I'll be in like a heavy metal mode and I'll just need some like just old school ACDC, you know, yep. rolling, um, and, and maybe rolling stones. Um, uh, you know, rolling stones is a good one. Um, although I'll just, here's a, there's a quick funny story for you. This, um, I actually got, kicked out of the Rolling Stones concert at SoFi Stadium in October for smoking joints and then come on at during and it's, and to be fair at the end of the show at, during Jumping Jack Flash I I busted out three joints and lit them and passed them out in the crowd so I was kind of aggressively smoking joints I was quietly smoking joints the whole time and not getting in any trouble but when I lit three joints in a row during their final song I got the old shoulder tap and escorted out by two security guards. It was incredible. Wow. So, um, yeah. How yeah, can they have, I mean, I mean, you're in Los that Angeles, happened. you're at a Rolling Stone concert <laughs> and they got yeah. a guy in the crowd looking for people smoking joints. <laughs> they I mean, have really, they had, they had security cameras and, and I was wearing a, a silver jacket. So I think I was, I was easily spotted. I and, see. um, but, but I mean, and again, I was aggressively, aggressively smoking these joints at the end of the show, but yeah. just a good list, warning for your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least not it was the end of the show. friendly you know? <laughs> at the stadium during the Rolling Stones, but, but I can add that to my, my uh, list of ridiculous <laughs> things that have happened to me. So, um, yeah. Well, if you could yep. see our audience here, they're all doing the wave. They've got big, huge Califari flags. They're waving them around. They're so excited. They're 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 cheering. And I would say to everybody listening, go check out Califari on Instagram. Go to Califari.com. Go to Amazon. If, if you guys are into cannabis and you're into art, uh, this is a place you've got to check out. Really, really cool company. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, you taking the time, right and, uh, yeah. And if you ever find yourself out in the New England area, uh, you know, hook me up or let me let me know if you're here, and I'll, I'll hook you up with a, one of the largest. I know the the guy who it's all legal out in Maine, and um, he owns and operates the largest fully organic uh, growing operation in Maine, and he's he'd happy to give you a tour. So you're that sounds here. awesome. Yeah, man, I love it. Awesome. I love to get out there. Fantastic. Appreciate that. All right, dude. I appreciate your time. Have a great, uh, have a great rest of the week, and uh, thanks again for being on the show. Right on. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason.